The Big 12 is bad. Bad enough for Baylor to win some games in it? I I don't I don't really know. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Brought to you by Game Time. Thank you so much for making it your first listen this and every day. And wouldn't you know it, what a what a familiar sight on these airwaves. Unbelievable. From Locked On Big 12, you might know him as the former host of Locked On Baylor. He needs no introduction, but I'll give it to him anyway. And that introduction is Drake Tall. Thanks, Dad. Pleasure to be here. Good to be back, you know. How does, how does it feel on the in other the side? old B seat here? Uh, it it is very interesting. It is um, I and and I said this when I you know departed a, a month and a half ago. I loved this show and did not start it actually. Uh, somebody True. else started it. Yes, my so grand big. Yeah, has changed hands a few times, and um, as soon as the the opportunity opened up for Big Twelve, obviously wanted to to take it in full stride. And the one stipulation was that Cameron Stewart got to be the host of locked on of locked on Baylor. And what here, a stand you made here. You are with microphone in hand in a hotel room. Hell of a backdrop. I love what you've done with the place. Isn't that great? Uh, yeah. First week and a half of shows basically with this and who had it, by the way, I know there was an over under out there. I know there were odds put on it. This is full show. Number four. I'm back. It only took to four to get Drake Toll back on here. Unbelievable. And, and you have yeah. so much going on now covering mm-hmm. the whole Big 12. And wouldn't you know it, unbelievable banner year for the conference. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, what I told people in, in week one is this conference is, is bad for one week. This is a one-off. It's not going to happen again. You know, Baylor loses to oh. Texas State and Texas Tech loses to Wyoming. And hey, guys, just everybody, everybody focus in. It's all going to be okay. And then a week two, it was okay. Texas beat Alabama. And it was like, oh, you know, you know Boise State and the UCF game was great. Cincinnati over Pitt. And then in week three, uh, we had bad again um, in a very not good way. Baylor looked lackluster against LIU, obviously. I, I think the worst loss in the conference now, a worse loss than Baylor-Texas State, is Oklahoma State and oh, South oh, yeah. Alabama uh, saving grace for the old Baylor Bears there. The yeah. Houston loss to Rice is terrible. Miami of Ohio over Cincinnati. I, I could I could keep huh. going because this conference has been uh, – I am surprised I have yet to lose my job. This is bad. This is bad. And honestly, it's no coincidence that it's when you come into this conference. But we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. Just wanted to get kind of get your initial thoughts on that. Right. We'll go into more of some of those embarrassing performances. But in terms of Baylor, you know, you're still here. In, in Waco, you're Dallas still Bears. at all the Baylor games. You are mm-hmm. still Baylor Bears. I just want your early thoughts. Three games into the season and with the best team on their schedule coming to play them on Saturday. Uh-huh. Thoughts on Baylor. Do you feel any better this week than you did last week at 0-2? Oh uh, no, no, I, I don't. Um, they Baylor beat Long Island, and if you watched the game, the first half especially, you thought, "Oh no, it's not good." Sixteen to seven at halftime, and and I don't think any of the homers were feeling it was was good either. And no, Homer, I don't even mean that a bad thing. The people who are just 
eternally optimistic mm-hmm. and mad at you for being a little realistic. Even right. those people were like, this isn't fun. I this put it on. Fun. I I liken the, the Baylor fan base to Matt Isbear. And everybody, if you are a Baylor fan, you know who Matt Isbear is. He is Bear. And he is, to me, the most even keel Baylor fan. He is the guy that he's the litmus test. If Matt Isbear is not freaking out, none of us should freak out. Everything is okay. But when Matt Isbear starts tweeting, this is the worst, please end me now, we we do, we have bad in Waco. And that's where we got on, on Saturday um, to, to the point where Isbear was unhappy. So if you're a Baylor fan and you watch Saturday's game, you think that is that, that doesn't bode well for a team that needs to beat Long Island 55-10. That was my score prediction to say, hey, look, here's where Baylor solidifies that this is a big win. You throw the ball well, you run the ball well. You win 55 to 10. Baylor said, hold my non-alcoholic athletic brewing company beer. We're only going to win 30 to 7, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to watch it in the rain and the lightning. So didn't build more confidence in the Bears on Saturday. Didn't feel like a a win that would spark an upset of Texas. However, I you know, I although not eternally optimist, do have to credit the run game, the offense, you know, the offensive line there. got better, yeah, for, for bullying Long Island. You know, I'll yep. give you the credit for that. And obviously, Dawson Pendergrass was a a huge addition. But when Dominic Richardson comes back, then D- Dawson Pendergrass no longer no longer gets those carries. So you can only have really the two headed monster running back with what we learned, like a Squirrel Williams, Quaylen Jones, a couple of years ago, who were yeah. thrown in the fold with five carries a game. That might be his role, but right now it's. Um, to me, and I asked Dave this. I said, Dave, is this the game plan now? Do you just ground and pound from here on out? Do you ground and pound against Texas? And as you can imagine, Dave appreciated the question. Yep. And love that and for you. And from there, it was just a hodgepodge of X's and O's <laughs> of how the Bears will philosophically play the Texas Longhorns on Saturday. What I love about Dave, man, is it coming from local news, he never just gives you a good 10 Ooh. second sound bite. He'll either give you a, a really well thought out answer that kind of drags on um to say the least um but you like it you like hearing it or he'll give you some great x's and o's stuff mm-hmm. which we as football nerds love but you can't use in any kind of sound um because most people don't know what he's talking about and most people don't want to know what he's talking about anyway yeah i said in in yesterday's show i think you see dawson pendergrass and bryson washington who by the way I expected Bryson Washington touches this year. I didn't expect to see Dawson Pendergrass be kind of, I mean, the lead guy on Saturday. So I think those two guys, when when you have Richardson and you have Reese in the backfield, those guys in a good ideal depth situation are adding yeah. five or six carries for you in, in Big 12 games. Um, and hopefully not much more than that. That'll mean you have some injury issues. So things got a little better, Drake. Things got a little bit better. And you had to have that one win. From the throwing standpoint, even Dave came out in that press conference post game, <laughs> laid out the things that went well and said, you know, passing game, we could have been better. Could have been better. When you're not completing 50% of your passes against Long Island, I think to quote you, you have bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, I like Sawyer Robertson a lot from a personality standpoint. Great kid. Great yeah. kid. He is going to need time to adjust. That was the one downside for him this year is he lacks experience. He hasn't been there before. And boy, has that shown through two weeks. So still love the kid, but let's be honest. Let's be objective. Not very good at the quarterback thing right now for Baylor. 
Then there is RJ Martinez, who I think should get the shake against Texas. We have learned at this point. Full stop. Again, by st- starting, you mean. Dude, did you just okay. watch? No, I mean. What, look, well, I'm well and I know that you're not, you're not pressing the issue here too much, but we just saw Sawyer Robertson go 10 for 22 against yeah. the Long Island Sharks. Yeah. We cannot. We can't sit around and be like, oh, you know, let's just let's trot him out there against UT. Let's wheel on out of the field. This is to the be point where Dave said we we put RJ out there for a spark, which red flag, red flag. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing against RJ, but that's a red flag. Um, and he had a built-in excuse too. I mean, he had the built-in excuse of Sawyer rolled up on his ankle last week. He yeah. literally could have said, "Oh, you know, we're we're just yeah. looking to tape it up," or. Or um, he wasn't feeling great on the sideline, felt better after that. Such an easy built-in excuse. Instead, he goes, instead, to Dave's fault. I mean, mm-hmm. he's honest with us and says, yeah, against Long Island in the first half, we needed RJ Martinez to come out and spark our team a little bit. Bad. Bad sign. Yeah. Not good. And RJ <laughs> goes three for five, which is 60%. Yeah. Does only have eight yards, so at a 1.6 average. Which, <laughs> by the way, is... Point one above his QBR of 1.5. So, I, yeah, I am um, gonna have to sell the Sawyer Robertson thing if Baylor wants to win on Saturday. You're you're gonna have to make a change. He went 10 for 22 against Long Island. You cannot have that if you want to win against the Texas Longhorns. RJ Martinez has thrown for almost 5,000, 5,000 yards of college in college football, has thrown for 30 touchdowns, that's 40 combined touchdowns in his career. He has played college football at by the way the highest level of fcs and trey lance trey lance yep. nfl who's are, big yeah, right now there are nfl quarterbacks who played in the yep. fcs it's not that crazy that rj martinez comes out and what he just looked confident on saturday unlike sawyer unlike blake rj martinez mm-hmm. walked out of the field and was just a dude he was just like oh, i'm just gonna he's just he's doing a job out there man i like rj you like rj and you've been on that train you have been on that train. And look, RJ's got to get to the game Saturday. We all have to get to the game Saturday. And if you're not as cool as Drake Toll and you don't have a, a press pass to get into the game Saturday, what you need to do is you need to check out game time. Okay? I, I do this all the time. I'm looking at Red Sox Rangers tickets uh, tonight as you're listening to it Tuesday night. See what's out there. And the only place I'm looking is game time. It makes it easy for you to find those tickets and shows you what are the good deals. And plus, like all the things we like doing around here, we like to give you money. Snag the tickets without the stress. That's coming with game time. So download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on college. That'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account, redeem code locked on college, $20 off. Download it today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed drake we we kind of teased it in, yeah. in that first segment i love a good tease big tw- <laughs> big 12 is bad <laughs> big 12 is bad man oh, um yeah. and it's across the board and i got a text from my dad the bulldozer who will be in town this weekend uh said you know the bayward of texas lost to texas state week one it's not good dot dot mm-hmm. dot it's not as bad as losing 33 to 7 to south alabama it's not it's not Oklahoma State <laughs> took away a little bit of Baylor's grief and said, hey, look, we get that this is very sad and upsetting for you. They're going to go on the road and beat a Power 5 team and then come back home against uh, 
really just a, a good Sun Belt squad yeah. in South Alabama and lose right. 33 to 33 to 28. And we're both saying, oh, you know, it happens. That sucks. Don't fire Mike Gundy. It's not, it's not as yeah. good of a law. It's not as it's not as bad of a loss as Baylor's. 33-7 is worse than what Baylor did. Losing to Miami of Ohio. Uh, so a action team at home after Maction. winning on the road against Pitt. Also not a good thing. This conference continues to disappoint right now. And if you look at what the Pac-12 is doing, you see a, a strong product of football. The problem is the Pac-12 just doesn't exist. It's a, it's a fugazi. Right. It's just yeah. a, it's an idea. So those teams that are tearing up the Pac-12, half of them are ours. I mean, we we get a couple of those. And Oregon State and Washington State are now in the fold to go to the Big 12. Some legitimate sources saying that's a possibility. Yep. It's on the table. You're a fan of. Yep. I'm, I'm now on the train of those yep. two teams. Uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders getting all of the spotlight in college football. He is a Big 12 football coach, only for the next three or four years probably, but he's a Big 12 football coach. There are things down the road that look good for this conference, but right now there are two ranked teams from the SEC that are playing in the Big 12 right now. <laughs> yeah. The Big 12 has no ranked teams uh, currently. SEC elect. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you look at best-case, worst-case scenario for the Big 12, this is in the doomsday side of things. This is on the doomsday yeah. side of things with TCU, Texas Tech being as disappointing as they – I say TCU. They're oh, – God forbid. They're going to be okay. Texas Tech, on the other hand, I mean, do you still want Joey, guys? You, you still all want Joey oh, out there? Oh, man. You can have well, what a turn that's been since uh... – you know, just before kickoff of Tech's week one game, of that that narrative has died down a little bit again. Um, and uh, kind of looking at just at a whole, you talk about doomsday. I mean, it, it kind of is the worst case scenario. This has been Murphy's Murphy's law of the Big Twelve season, where you look at it and you say, okay, you know, Texas is the best team, um, but you have legitimate contenders outside of that in in Tech, yeah. in TCU, in Kansas State, and you know, fringe teams like a Baylor or an Oklahoma State, they've all stunk. All of them. Did you see that coming? I I don't know if I saw the amount of contenders sucking. Of suck. Uh yeah. I did not see maximum the, suck. The 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 sucky the the how many teams would blow? Both suck and blow for the most part here. It being Baylor, right? Who could have imagined Baylor would be this terrible right now? And maybe I'm being harsh on the program, but Probably. if you again, if you are a fan of this team and have watched them for the last five, even even five years, religiously for the last five years, you think this is not good. They're they're mm -hmm. th this is unacceptable for the standard that Baylor has tried to set in the last few years. So shocked that Baylor is as bad as it's been. Not surprised by Houston. Not surprised by Iowa State. Not shocked by Oklahoma State. I thought they would be no, the that worst. Was one that was a little down. They're going to be the worst nine and three team of all time because their schedule is so stupid easy. Texas Tech, though, I thought would be a contender to win a Big Twelve championship this oh, year yeah. in year two under Joey yeah. McGuire, like the year two under David Randa when Baylor was so good. And Tech has has really stunk. You know, losing on the road to Wyoming is they want they want you to think the mainstream media wants you to think it was a quality loss. It's not. Yep. Stop. The Oregon win is in hand. Tech pulled a Baylor and gave it to Oregon on the other side. Uh, and then and, now and Kansas way, with Tech, before we go on to move away from Tech, who could have thought they don't know what their quarterback situation is? Yeah. They ran through three guys last year who were all okay and good at times. And running through and three guys year, is something that you should never do, by the way. And this year, I was like, 
huh, so Shuck's their guy, huh? We'll see. Here we are. They're already calling for Baron Morton big time um, and him to stay in there. So that's the – who could have saw that coming for Tech? That was all a way of saying I saw that coming for Tech. Yeah, BM's their guy. I believe yeah. that he is the quarterback of the future at Texas sure. Tech and should mm-hmm. just be the guy right now. Uh, so, yeah, Tech's been disappointing. Kansas State right now might be worse than Kansas. Shocking. TCU is in that middle ground of still has to prove it despite the massive win against Houston. Still need to see something from them. We're not going to learn a lot about them against SMU unless they lose. BYU and UCF have been surprisingly good. Cincinnati had that good road win against Pitt and then crapped all over it. Uh, and then, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma are the top two teams in the league, which objectively sucks. It's bad. Yes. It's bad. And let me ask you this. We talked about Oklahoma State and Baylor just going in the wrong direction big time. The two mm-hmm. uh, finalists in the Big 12, if you will, in 2021, they have gone south in very similar ways. Yeah. We had intel, good source, uh, this offseason, um, that Alan Bowman visited Baylor and – Baylor wanted him um, in that Sawyer Robertson role. So let me tell you, we've seen both of them hit the field early this year. Would you rather have Sawyer Robertson or Alan Bowman on your team right now? Yeah, I think I would say Alan Bowman has been as bad as Sawyer Robertson for sure. Uh, Both of these guys have just not been very good at football. I would rather have Sawyer because of the future. You know, you have the whole development thing and he's young. Alan Bowman's not young. He can run a car. He's off his parents' insurance. He was a coach at Michigan for two. He was a GA <laughs> yeah, yeah, at Michigan for two years, and oh, now yeah. he's strapping it up again. I think that was a just not a good move for Gundy to be like, all right, this is our guy. Uh, and I'm. it was so funny. I tweeted out when Alan Bowman was in Waco. You know, Alan Bowman's in Waco. He could, would never play for the Baylor Bears. He not, would never yeah. see the field. And I got texts from people who are not on staff, but like to think they're on staff, like, Dude, stop. Don't post this. Like, maybe he's going to come here. He could play. That's not true that he wouldn't play. Alan Bowman would have been so bad for the Baylor Bears. I am so much happier with Sawyer Robertson, despite both of them looking pretty poor. I mean, he was, Alan Bowman's a bad, bad quarterback. And that's just, again, sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. That's the case with Alan Bowman right now. Somebody, it's got to be somebody else who's not him. Maybe Garrett Rangel, probably Garrett Rangel for those guys. And we we had talked about it, you and I, when it, when it was Bowman. I can't remember if it was on air or not, but we were both kind of of the same mind of like, really? Like, th- this is the guy? I mean, and, and pe- we knew people were going to get excited about it if he made that because we saw him play at Tech. Um, like, clearly just a Kingsbury kind of recruit. He didn't play any at Michigan, man. He was there for two years, and you mentioned he was a GA, holding a clipboard. Um, and so I, I tend to agree that at least having that promise of Sawyer Robertson being here for a couple of years, um, mm-hmm. we'll take that down. But if you're, if you're looking to see, you know, am I going to bet on Sawyer Robertson leading this Baylor program to bowl victories and back to prominence in the next few years? Uh, it, it's going to take a long, hard think. And what you need to do uh, yeah. is you need to go to FanDuel Sportsbook to do that. Because right now, New customers get $200 in bonus bets. $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Again, I'm just giving you guys money. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in the action now. we got NFL. We've got college football. We're going to have baseball playoffs coming up here. So much to put bets on, and they make it easy for you. It's so easy. I always said it when it was Drake hosting. I'm saying it now. 
it's so easy. Even I can do it, which is pretty easy. So you can do that. Spreads, player props, over player props, over under all of those things. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on for all of your those deals that I told you about. You know, term supply. It's official partner of the NFL, fanduel.com slash locked on. Drake, I know you want a ton of money with that this weekend, so you can personally vouch for that. Now, looking at the state of this bad Big 12 conference, I think it's going to have a ton of effect or could have a ton of effect on the two teams you're going to see playing in Waco this Saturday. So I'll start with this one first, Drake. A team like the Texas Longhorns, who have aspirations to play in the college football playoff, does it hurt them that the Big 12 stinks? It doesn't hurt them that the Big 12 stinks because if they go 12 and 0, they, they're going to go to the playoff no matter what. That's tough to do. <clears throat> yeah. It is. And if they go 11 and 1 and win the Big 12 championship, they're still going to go to the college football playoff. What does hurt the Texas Longhorns, I don't know if you saw this, but it recently broke. There is a sign the Baylor fans have caught, the Baylor students have caught on the sheet thing, the sheet sign. Have you seen the sheet? I have not seen this. There is a sheet per Barstool Sikkim, by the way, reputable source. Give them a follow that says Longhorns, small peckers. And I got to say, I got to say, many are saying saying that this is the case. And This this is your legacy. To me, with that kind of moxie, you're talking about Texas having an opportunity to go to the college football playoff, run the table in the Big 12. When you've got trash talk like that coming from Waco, when you got a sold-out student section, Longhorns, small peckers with That's the Longhorn great. logo turned downwards, looks like a with uterus. With them clearly taking the time to to measure out how big these letters are going to need to be. I'm a In, huge fan of it. Inverted huge uterus. Um, I am pro I'm pro Baylor giving Texas a run for its money this week. And I th- think, and I look, we, we're going to talk about that. We're talking about the long term for Texas. I want to get to the short term here. After hearing Dave on Monday, asking Dave, like, dude, brother, are you just going to ground and pound here? And he was like, appreciate the question. And then went to this whole long spiel about how they're going to separate the line of scrimmage from the secondary. And I was like, well, Dave, she believes they could do. I followed up. I was like, Dave. You know, you get, can you dominate the line of scrimmage? Are they susceptible there? And he appreciated that question as well. I love that. And then he went into a, at the very, the very end, he said, I think we could do it. We've done it here before. We got to do it this week. And not enough people got fired up about Dave saying that. It felt good. That's the closest Dave will say to Texas about to F around and find out. We're going to win the line of scrimmage. I'll say it for him. I'll be the I'll be the anchor translator for Dave Aranda. He came at the Longhorns by saying, "Hey, look, we've done it before here." I think, mm. I, in my mind, mm. he's specifically saying it about Texas, about dominating the line of scrimmage against Texas. He's saying, "We've done it before here. We're just going to do it again on Saturday." He <laughs> fired me up. It's great. It's great. I want to I want to run through a brick wall. Just hear just hearing hearing him say that yesterday was unbelievable. Uh, so that's how it impacts Texas. Can it positively impact Baylor? And what I mean by that is, is this Baylor team, what you've seen so far, are they going to win some games in this conference? They, they've got UH on the schedule. They've got Tech on the schedule. They've got Iowa State on the schedule. I uh, didn't know this, Cam, but the ingredients in Whataburger's fancy ketchup, if you had to guess what the ingredients in a bottle of ketchup would be, what, what would you guess? Um. 
the blood, sweat, and tears of the Lord if it's going into Whataburger. Well, this one feels pretty simple. It should just be tomatoes. Oh. But it's but it's not. But it's not. It is tomato concentrate, paste, corn syrup, distilled yep. vinegar, sugar, salt, onion powder, garlic powder, and natural flavor. I think if you took all of those and created a football team out of them, give the Baylor Bears a run for their money. It would at least yeah. be a close game. However, yeah. now that Baylor's got that little sniff of winning, now they got a little sniff of winning, makes me think there's no way this team goes 1-11. and Otherwise, Dave Aranda certainly can. But I oh, do yeah. see – I see wins here. Cincinnati's winnable. Iowa State, my God, you've got to beat Iowa State and Houston. Oh, you have to beat Iowa State and Houston. feels a must win. Yeah. You need to beat West Virginia at home. And yeah, you... West Virginia's still not good. They have escaped the allegations because yeah. other teams have been also very not good. And you played Tech so well for the most part in the last decade. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. to go beat Texas Tech. You've got to beat them at, at home. home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UCF game, they're a newcomer. you got to show them what it's like to be in the Big 12. I think you obviously lose to Kansas State on the road. That TCU road game is tough, but you return the favor from what they did to you last year at home. And then there's Texas. So. Baylor can control its own destiny, win seven or eight games. And if that's the case, wow. Dave Aranda is okay. Dave Aranda's bought himself some time. The the most optimistic man on Baylor's side, Drake C. Toll. Well, so many people are saying, been. and I keep trying to tell them that I'm trying to be objective, but they keep saying I'm such a homer, I'm such a homer. You're too you're much, Drake, man. Drake. Like you're not living, you're, living, you're in a fantasy world, absolute fantasy world. I do not want to live in rainbow land. No. <laughs> No, you you cannot make me live in Rainbow Land. Drake, before we go, prediction for Saturday. Head says Shoulders, 40, knees and toes. 42 to 14, Texas Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Which is, by the way, absolutely the way this game should go. 42 yep. 14, Texas is the on paper. Like, oh, yeah, no, well, Bears fought hard. <laughs> but after listening to Dave and Dave saying, we've done it here before, we got to do it again, I think he sees something. I think Dave Aranda watched the film on Texas and thought, no way. I think he sees something. Dave Aranda masterclass loading? And, and he doesn't want you to know that, right? He doesn't want the team to know. He doesn't want the yeah, Baylor yeah. Bears to know that. And then post game, he comes in the locker room after beating Texas, and you know, I I imagine Dave's the guy in the locker room that just he stands there till everybody's quiet. <laughs> he doesn't How yell at him. About those. Oh, he just walks in the locker room, hands behind his back, and just gives a good little. I told you, we did it, <laughs> and that the whole place goes nuts. The whole place oh, goes nuts. That's that's going to be worth the admission for Baylor Plus. I'm if telling that's you, what if Dave Aranda, you, I don't know if you saw the video. There's a Troy co- or a uh, James Madison coach who's doing the discount double check to a bunch of Troy fans this weekend who's screaming, "You know, f you, double bird." If Dave Aranda comes out just like fist pumping, screaming at people, you know, f this, oh, f, uh, he, which he did say, players have been dropping f bombs in the locker room before. There have been players who have yes. dropped F bombs. He's he's heard the word. Bricks. Yeah. So 42-14 is the correct pick between Baylor and Texas this weekend. But 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 we all look at each other and think this is the stupidest thing of all time. It shouldn't have happened. They don't deserve it. 
why does God exist to allow things like this happen as the Baylor Bears walk away with a stupid, grueling, awful, nonsensical 31-27 to win against the Texas Longhorns, continuing Dave Aranda's streak, making it now 40 games without scoring 50 points as the head coach of the Baylor Bears. Yes. Talk about cherry-picking a stat you put out yesterday. I appreciate it, but... Yeah, anyway, Drake, Locked On Big 12, college football live every Friday. We push that all the time. I'm actually a huge fan of the show. Huge fan of the show. Actually, Name the other two hosts. Other people. Um, I like them better than you. I like the big <laughs> term, uh, truly. I didn't like how one of them was all big on Texas Longhorns uh, on Friday, so wasn't a huge fan of that. But look, it's the nature of college football right now. Um, and also weekdays afternoons on espn central texas you can find all of your drake toll fix drake thank you so much for joining this has been and guess what it always will be locked on baylor (laughs) baylor there we go